We're going to fight. No, we're not going to fight. <laughs> we're going to air out our crap online. Oh, so, yeah. Speaking of airing out my crap online, <laughs> I need a plunger. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you're here. I, I need, need you to look at my toilet. No. Uh, Chandra, what, are, what do you got for us today? What? It's Friday. What do you got for us? You know, we're going to air our crap out online. Oh, okay. What kind of crap you have for me? <laughs> oh, it's Friday again. Hello, everyone. Cliff and Chandra here from Not Gospel Studios. Have you ever aired out all of your crap online? Is online the space to air out your dirty laundry? Are the superstars and idols and cultural icons that we emulate, are they teaching us that that is the appropriate thing to do? Mm. <laughs> We're going to talk about online beef in the social media space, one thing's for certain, this ain't gospel. The influence of social media on human beings is a, is a pretty short, it's, mm. a, it's a very short yeah. uh, experiment yeah. right now. Like it's just happened in the past. Yeah. We're learning how to behave. Little, a little yeah. over a decade. And so we're learning now the effects of it on one generation versus another generation. Mm -hmm. So it's a very, very short experiment in the human situation. And one of the things is you have a lot of platforms that are pretty toxic. Mm -hmm. Twitter's known to be a very, very toxic yeah. place. And what makes these places so toxic, one of them is that people tend to just air out all of their crap or mm. their beef for the world to see. Mm-hmm. Used to, back in the day, even way, way back in the day, you'd have to write handwritten letters sealed with wax, like, this is my quarrel with thee. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and now, then it went to, you just make a phone call, hey, dude, meet me down in the parking lot, or you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. now it's everybody can see it, you know? So yeah. where does this mm -hmm. need to air out your beef online and air out your problems and your dirty laundry online, where does that come from? Well, okay. So you're saying like it's a bad thing. I, well, I don't know. I think it's one of the reasons people find those realms so toxic. Mm -hmm. How is airing out, hey, I got this bone to pick with you in public, how is that a good thing? Uh, Well. <laughs> like, do you think it's a positive thing? I think it can be. Oh. Because, <laughs> I mean, I personally have used it as a tool before. You know how, like, a sophisticated people or mature people, they're like, oh, we don't discuss religion and politics and mixed company. Yes. And. It's like a sign of affluence or being mature to a certain degree mm -hmm. that, oh, we don't talk about those things. When I'm someone who thinks those things are important, those are the things you should be talking about. And I kind of yeah. feel like it's like that with online. I want to talk about the important things. And if someone's bothered me in real life, I don't mind telling everybody about it. I don't think you should keep secrets about bullies because it just allows them to keep bullying you. Like, air out your crap. Let everybody know what's really going on. Like, that's kind of how I feel about it. I see what you're saying, but my problem is I don't think you're letting people know what is really going on. Why not? Just, well, just like everything else, just like rap battle beefs, right? Like, mm -hmm. we talked about uh, Mac Lethal and Tom McDonald, their yeah. thing. We don't know how much of that is true. Mm. You got two conflicting reports. Yeah, and I'm a voyeuristic person, so I kind of enjoy reality TV and rap battles and stuff. Yeah. But how much of it is even made up? Like, and that's the yeah. thing. When so when you air when people are airing out their beef with each other in social media realm, you don't know how much of it's true or not. You're getting their take on it, and then you're getting the other person's take on it. And when there's conflicting reports, mm -hmm. all you naturally do is assume the person you like the least is lying. <laughs> 
that's Maybe. what we do. Yeah. Well, but people are tribal and that's going to happen whether they talk about it publicly or not. Anyways, they silently divide themselves. Right. But I, but I, I'd rather it be on the table as much as possible. I just feel like there's less social repercussions in that. And when you can handle it, I'm a fan of handling things privately. Like I'm going to go to, I'm gonna, Hey, I got a problem with you and I'm gonna go to you with it. Well, I'm not going to use my platform to, yeah. pr- to get me and Everyone else who likes me has this problem with you, you know? Well, you do that a little bit on Facebook. Hey. You're a little controversial. Hey. Your Facebook can get, and your Instagram gets a little dotsy sometimes. Not nearly as often as it could. <laughs> no, these aren't personal beefs. That's, if I'm, if I'm, yeah. if I'm, say I'm on a soapbox about abortion or immigration or voter ID laws or something mm-hmm. that I think is dumb. It's not a personal beef that I have with someone that I can individually go to. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, if, like, me and you are real friends in real life and been friends for a long time, sure. if you do something to me, I'm not going to go on Facebook and be like, Clifton did this. No, I'm going to come to you privately. I'm talking about situations like our family had someone in our lives that was telling lies about someone else in our family mm. and was telling them publicly to people. And they 100% weren't true. And so I took it to Facebook and I was like, this person is saying this. It's not true because I didn't know how else to deal with it. And I do think it can be used in that way sometimes. Well, that's different, though. You're responding when somebody has already showed the dirty laundry to everybody. Hmm. That's different because you can DM somebody. If I had an issue with somebody online, it's social media. So it's like it's a space where it's totally disconnected from you. If you put it up there, it's going to be up there forever. People Mm -hmm. can scroll back to three years when you Which is what I like about it because you're like, hey, this person's saying this. This is not true. This is how I know it's not true. And everybody can see it. But you can see that. You can do that with DMs as well. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is like you can direct message or private message somebody and say, hey – this is the problem yeah, I have. Yeah, but I would have had to private message 50 you. people. And now everybody knows in the future. They can just go to Channel's well, I'm, page. I'm not, talking about, look it up. I'm not talking about what you said because they were already – You can go to my page and look it up today. They were already spreading rumors to a bunch of people. Like yeah. you said, they were already spreading rumors to a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. That, again, is another way – they're not using the social media platform to do it, but they're already – they're spreading yeah. the gossip already. So that's a response to that. What I'm saying yeah. is is using it, the people that use it to air out their laundry. Let me give you an example. Say I do DM somebody with, hey, I you shouldn't have said this this way. That was not appropriate, yada, yada, whatever, or you did this or whatever, just letting you know. And then they screenshot the DM and they post it on a Facebook thing for all of their people to say, look mm-hmm. what this person did, yada, yada, whatever. To me, that if you have a personal relationship, that's bad social etiquette. Yeah. It's like if someone tells you a secret and you told the secret to the world. You're not really supposed to do that. But this is no yeah. this is definitely the kind of stuff that's going on. And my question is celebrities and these these people of influence in pop culture, it's almost like they want the the power of their platform to validate their position. So they'll come at somebody publicly more than they will privately, it feels like. They'll air something out there on Twitter about somebody or call them out mm-hmm. more than they will privately because they want the power of their platform to be behind them. Yeah. Is that like trickling down into how everybody well this is the accepted way to use social media because you know uh eminem does it and because Mm -hmm. you know mac lethal does it or because Nicki minaj does does it it, or taylor swift does it this is the appropriate way to do it i mean are they creating that culture okay or is that is that just a natural thing of humans I think it is a natural thing in humans, but also you're dealing with humans that have reached superstardom and have these mega fans. This is a new experiment. 
like humans are getting used to social media and these are mega stars that yeah. there's never been anything like that before. So they're learning how to behave too. So mega so stars give them who some are grace. trying to get used yeah. to having a media platform where people have instant access to all kinds yeah. of information about you. Like I'm not saying Taylor Swift's like the best person on earth, yeah. but I do think she has said some things and her fans jumped on people like her ex-boyfriends or something yeah. that she later regretted it. And she was like, Oh, I didn't mean to sick my fans on that person. But, this, that, but, but when you, when you talk about pop stars and stuff like that, mm. that has been going on since well before social media. Yeah. Look at Eminem, a little and, extent. Eminem and, and, uh, Christina Aguilera. I remember that original beef. Oh, remember? Do you remember Eminem's that? has been in a lot of beefs. Do you remember well, he, how he mentioned Christina Aguilera better switch me chairs so I can sit next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst? Yeah, that was funny. Well, then they made Christina Aguilera present him, mm. I think, present him for an award. Like, And the winner That's is That's a mean Eminem social experiment. Yeah, but that was before social mm. media. And now, but, but thanks and to Pink social media. And used to hate social used to hate Christina Aguilar too. Yeah. But thanks to social media, now you can see that clip anywhere, anytime you want of that yeah. beef. Do you think social media just exacerbated what celebrities were already into? Airing their beef out for people to see? I don't think it's just celebrities. It's humans. And some humans do, you, do that oh, and some do don't. Do you think celebrities don't have a choice in it though? Because do you feel like there's this need to control the narrative? Because you've already got paparazzi and people digging at you trying to find the scoop. So you think there's a need to control what's said right out the get-go for celebrities? I don't know because... Sometimes, I'm sure, yeah. Because they can take one wrong look or they can see you giving a hug to somebody or they could see one person flipping one other celebrity the bird and be like, oh, there's some secret beef, and then they can make up all their own stories. Yeah. And you and I don't have that. Like, we're just... You do, though. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. When somebody gives me beef, there was... Okay, so I, I, I sang the chorus to a song a cappella here recently on a, sh on a YouTube short, and one guy said something like, please, no. <laughs> and I just I just went, appreciate you, you know, yeah. like, cool, because I, I just don't care, yeah. you know? Like, I'm going to say what I want to say and, and be who I am, and that's it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel the need as much to sit there and defend me personally I do feel the need to defend the big concepts. When I feel like somebody's spreading a false thing that's wrong, I'll well, I was put gonna my say, voice in it. Do you think there's a difference between airing personal beef and airing political and religious beef? Yes, very okay. much so. So you're more of a social online warrior, not so much a personal thing. Yeah, if somebody tries to attack me personally. Now, if they're just spreading a false rumor... Again, I'll let them go first. It's like if they spread it all over the place, I'll say, hey, people who know me know that's false, whatever. I don't feel the need to yeah. say, also, they're a jerk because they do this. Mm -hmm. That's how you – that back and forth. It's like, no. If somebody came at me spreading some crap, I'd be like, if you know me, you know that's false. Let them do their thing. Who cares? Mm -hmm. That's just how I am. Well, on the social stuff – which, I, again, it's called social media. Like It's, it's like I feel like those are the bigger concepts. I feel like when you're talking about those things, you're you're inviting more voices. So when somebody's saying pro-choice is the only thing there is, and mm -hmm. it's the woman's her body, her choice, mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, what about this? You know, I feel like when you're talking about a concept that affects a lot of people, you're inviting a lot of opinions. Yeah, and I feel like that's a better space for social media is a better space for those kind of concepts mm -hmm. versus if it just involves me and you, mm -hmm. and I have your number for crying out loud, why wouldn't I just call you? Okay, what if it's a situation? Like a rap battle where 
you've heard through the grapevine insults, but you don't have their number. You don't feel a connection. And I read a song. I'm like, you're a butthole. Like, <laughs> do you think that's weird that celebrities get in these rap battles and stuff? I would probably be like, well, they didn't have the cojones to talk to me directly. Really? Yeah, I'd be like, that's... So, Ooh, someone Ratcliffe in a song and getting a battle with them. <laughs> that would be hilarious. So you 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 heard this through the grapevine. A, you didn't even have the cojones to ask me about it directly to see what I said and what was said. And B, you wanted to just mm-hmm. throw it out there for the world to see. I probably wouldn't even do a song or something like that. If you guys want to do a compliment battle, I'm down with it. <laughs> and so you think it's more of a character thing. Like I, I a, really a rap do. battle is a character thing. Well... To a degree, there are levels to it, like like what we saw with with Mac Lethal and uh, what what you saw with Eminem and and Machine Gun Kelly mm-hmm. and Mac Lethal and Tom McDonald. Yeah. Sometimes you're engaging in it to create a change, mm-hmm. not necessarily a personal change, but to create a change either financially or career wise. I mean, or when you say financially, you're talking about like when like. Ma- like Machine when, Gun Kelly was reaching up at Eminem, like he's punching up. Yes, because he's like, I need attention. I want to get my rap game going. And that video has three hundred yeah. million, yeah, whatever, three hundred million views or something crazy. So it's probably the most popular video he'll ever have. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. know. But when Eminem released Kill Shot, mm-hmm. like he it, he got knocked out of hip hop. That was it. Who? Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, I thought you said Eminem. No, Eminem that. released Kill Shot. <laughs> And I watched I watched uh, the interview with mm-hmm. with uh, Machine Gun Kelly afterwards, where they're asking him about Killshot, and he goes, "Dude, I had something ready. I had a clip ready to go." And he does this like kind of thing, like it's a battle, you know. And he's like, "I had a clip ready to go," and he released Killshot, and I just was like, "Nope." And then he moved right out of hip hop and went into well. I have punk different rock. opinions on that. I'm just saying what he said in that. Yeah. Well, I think Machine Gun Kelly is brilliant. Fact is, he he was excelling in hip hop, and then he moved to a complete different genre and started to excel. So yeah, yeah he's very talented. Well, I very think, driven. I think him switching genres on purpose, like for sure. And I don't think it's just because Eminem killed him. I think he was using it as an excuse. And I also think he respects Eminem. And I personally enjoyed Rap Devil better than Killshot. And that's just a me thing. Mm. <laughs> I figure you like Eminem better. Uh. <laughs> I felt like Eminem's had a, a level of class. There was a level of class to Eminem's that you would not get in technique. Machine Gun Kelly's rap, Rap Devil, it was pretty commercial and polished. Mm-hmm. He had his courses and all this kind of stuff. But it's Eminem's, more just listenable. Eminem's was basically like... And he had a chorus, though, that was wonderful. Yeah, let's talk about it. You know, we get, we're both girl dads, girl dads or single dads. Let's talk about it or whatever. Yeah. Like I said, it was like a song, and I think Eminem's was just like, I'm going to write a poem yeah, with kind a kind of, of rhyme, rhyme scheme that only I can really master. Like Because like him or not, Eminem yeah. is one of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah, and but what I think is that Machine Gun Kelly was punching upwards, and he knew it. Like success-wise, Eminem's up here, you yeah. know. And the fact that Eminem responded at all was a compliment. When, and he said that in the song. He's like, you know, you're a molehill and I'm going to make a mountain out of you. Yeah. Just by responding, he gave him the respect of like, okay, I'll give you one back. Yeah. And he normally doesn't do that to all the people who throw shots at him. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. 
But Machine Gun Kelly also, I, I find a little beef with Machine Gun Kelly some because he's the kind of guy, he's talked a lot of crap about a lot of different people. Yeah. He came at Corey Taylor and he did that whole big spiel about what what's the deal with all these rockers who are wearing comfortable shoes. <laughs> it's like these old rock and roll has-beens who are out there trying mm-hmm. to play music in comfortable shoes, mm-hmm. put some boots on. And it's like... Corey Taylor's response to him was brutal. He was on some cruise doing like a little like acoustic type show or something real small, mm-hmm. and they asked him about that, and he just talked about how give me a, you you're you've been here five minutes, yeah, like you're the entire foundation mm-hmm. that you're trying to do was built by people who have been doing this for twenty twenty five years, road dogging it, watching the industry change. He's like, mm-hmm. if they want to wear comfortable shoes when they rock, you kiss their shoes, like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. basically what he was saying, and it's he's not wrong. Like, well, I. Maybe I'm overestimating Machine Gun Kelly. I feel like he's poking the bear on purpose just for views, you know? Well, and that's what I'm saying is yeah. is there's financial gains to be made and there's there's like career gains to be made by having pop star beef back and forth and airing it out. There's financial gains because you're going to – if you post a video about it and it gets so many million views and the paparazzi grabs it and then everybody else does a reaction view to it and stuff, you're making money. Hmm. But that's what I'm saying is, is this causing a false culture for non-celebs, for the average person where they're like, that's just how you use social media. Mm. So now they're airing all of their dirty laundry out and using yeah. it in a very, very negative, toxic way yeah. when they don't realize a lot of these people really like each other and are making yeah. beef to make money. I think it can cause problems because like you're saying, kids emulate the stars and stuff. Yeah. But I do like that the younger generations are learning to use social media as a tool. Yeah. Like, they, I think a lot of them are more social savvy than we are. So... What I see ha- happening is, and maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I feel like your first inclination when you've got something positive to say about somebody is call them and tell them or send them a text. Hey, mm-hmm. you look beautiful today. I love it or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you Whatever. And then your first... The people's first inclination about negative... Their new song sucked. They were ugly in that dress. Mm. So let everybody see the negativity, but then send the personal message to them. And I think that's where all these social media spaces are starting to get – are becoming more and more toxic and less positive. Mm. I really think it's just the circles you run in Mm. and what you notice. I feel like you have to be intentional to find the positive stuff. Well, I think that's because there's less positive people overall. Mm. You mentioned once uh, airing out their personal relationships. Mm-hmm. You've got Demi Lovato releasing that song 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad she did that because it started a whole discussion mm-hmm. around creepy older man getting younger girls. Sorry, mm-hmm. I guess you, you know my it. opinion. <laughs> well, and, and in that very same subject, you got uh, you know John Mayer and Taylor Swift. You mentioned mm-hmm. Paper Dolls. Yeah. And, and, I loved their little song their, battle. Their back and forth battle. And, of course, Eminem, Machine Gun Kelly – uh, and then, of course, what we talked about, Tom McDonald, Mac Lethal. Which, as we said in the other podcast, Tom McDonald said, I don't want to do rap battles anymore because I don't want to just be in that negative headspace and insulting yeah. people. Well, and then you've got McGregor right now, the UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, I'm going to forget his first name, and I feel like a fool that I forget his first name. But because I want to say you and McGregor, like the yeah. actor, but it's not like, but it's a uh, Connor, Connor McGregor. Thank you. Took a minute. Bunny. All right. And now he's, you see him all on, he's talking all the smack about WWE and pro wrestlers, how it's just fake fighting and blah, 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 whatever. And then you see Brock Lesnar commenting back to him. And Brock Lesnar is a big face in WWE right now. And Brock Lesnar 
went to the UFC and became a UFC champion. He's a legit fighter in both arenas. But people don't realize that Conor McGregor's probably got, maybe he's negotiating a contract to be in the WWE here soon for a little while. It's sort of a little, little, a pillow in his retirement. I did not know that. And so he, of course, he's going to talk beef and he's mm-hmm. going to talk smack about them because they're going to, as soon as he were to come in in the WWE, they're, they're going to have him pitted against somebody he's been I talking to. I think in to. sports for the industry, yes. I mean, it's just whipping up money. The more yes. battles you can get. Conor McGregor was notorious for that. He'd yeah. be in all of the press conferences, just in their face, talking the most awful stuff to them. And mm-hmm. then in the fight, he was a great champion. He deserved to go longer. We'll go again. I'll give you a rematch. Absolutely. Like, total respect in the fight. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, just obnoxious. Completely obnoxious. I kind of like those obnoxious people. <laughs> now, when I, I've done some competitive gaming, mm-hmm. I've had discussions with friends of mine that I'll, I have to pull them to the side and I say, look, I know you as a person. And you're awesome, but your online you sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't – like it's bad. Like it's making me – and it's in, it's influencing how I feel about you in the real world because mm-hmm. the avatar you post out there is X, Y, and Z, and it's so aggravating. You know what I mean? Like do people run the risk as they're trying to emulate their superstars and airing out their dirty laundry, all this stuff? Do they run the risk of – of their real life relationships being affected by these avatars of themselves they've created online. I think we have several females that watch our podcast, mm. especially Tom McDonald female fans. <laughs> I love how you're like, like me. We all know. Pretty soon I'm going to come out. <laughs> well, tell us how you really feel, Chandra. A lot of I think there are more men gamers than women gamers. Yes, and I don't know how many women actually realize what goes on in these men gamer chats and stuff where they're all wearing wearing headphones and working on the same team together and stuff i've heard have you seen the clips where they're listening to their boyfriend in the in the other room talking about it and he's mm-hmm. like oh give me them cheeks boy yeah i'm going I'm, I'm coming right now i'm coming you go you go go to the back go to the, and it's and she's like what is he doing with his friends it sounds so gross if women knew what guys were like <laughs> it would surprise them <laughs> It's funny. We're going all over the place with this. But we talked about this with uh, with fans of Slipknot, Healthy mm-hmm. Outlets of Aggression. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say – I've li- been in a competitive game and I'll hear guys say things like, you can't you can't stop this. I'm not the guy, man. Don't come up on me. You step up to me. I'm going to destroy it. Like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other person can't even hear them. <laughs> like they're, they're not in your gamer party. You're yeah. talking to your friends about what you're going to do to this person – who can't can even hear you. you. <laughs> and it feels like, I wonder if it's just this aggression outlet, mm. this way of being macho without being macho. Yeah. In the olden days, they just go out and after a bar, after a few drinks at the bar and have a brawl and beat the crud out of each other. And then some of those guys would shake hands and walk away. Nowadays, it's like, no, I'm going to prove I'm the man by getting online and fake me is going to beat the crap out of fake you and be like, <laughs> oh, and I'm going to brag about it to my homies. You know, yeah. like it. And it seems so weird to me. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's somewhere where men are getting their self-esteem now, for sure. I'm sorry, you're talking about aggression. I went total. No, no, that, no, that makes you know? sense. That they're mm-hmm. getting their identity out of being yeah. the guy who posted the clip on Twitch that he dominated this dude. <laughs> who I don't know what this guy was thinking. He yeah. thought I don't know what he thought it was, but it ain't that. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, and when comedians talk about how well they did on stage they're like we killed we slayed we destroyed them and it's yeah. like it's all these violent things <laughs> me and you we're online we're on youtube we're talking about things we're airing out crap to a degree yes like but do you think it's positive you must 
Well, I, th- I the thing is, you don't see us airing out our personal grievances against a particular one single human that often. Except for Slipknot. That one did not go over well. <laughs> when we were not airing out personal grievances. We, I was. No, I was not. We were not personally attacking people. I was. And airing out our personal dirty laundry. Yeah. Let me tell you what my cousin did last mm-hmm. week. He's a, you know, or whatever. And I think that's different, you know. And part of it is is genuine and honest. I'm not going to call out uh, Eminem or do a video on Eminem and personally attack him, hoping that Eminem is going to. I'm going to get views. Yeah, that's not the thing. We're not into that. Mm-hmm. We're adding our perspective to things that are out there. Yeah, and I think that's the difference between talking about a specific human being and then talking about big cultural issues. Mm-hmm. When you talk about a big cultural issue, I feel like you're inviting, like we said, more comments and and more opinions Mm. if not you're just talking to hear yourself talk yeah you wouldn't do that i would never do that (laughs) never okay that was airing out a personal thing a little bit (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna from now on whenever we do something like that i'll be like chandra did you personally attack me yes (laughs) i'm a little my little snowflake heart is horribly offended (laughs) you know you know to your credit there's been a couple times i have personally attacked you on these podcasts (laughs) And you've never personally attacked me. That's very nice. Privately, he has. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I sent a lot of handwritten letters to government officials. <laughs> you were on so many watch lists. That would be funny. <laughs> you can never buy a gun, Chandra. <laughs> They're going to come for it immediately. You were flagged. <laughs> That's, no, I'm kidding. What? You should buy a gun. <laughs> oh, I want to. Oh, Let's film it. Let's. Chandra's gonna buy a gun. Yes. Wait, no. Chandra's not gonna buy a gun. Yes, I am. O- online world. <laughs> I'm buying one. <laughs> she feels totally safe. There's no reason to buy a gun, right, Chandra? There's lots of reasons to buy guns. <laughs> There's so many reasons to buy guns. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the Not Gospel Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Smash the notification bell to. Keep up with all of our most recent and current videos. We try to release uh, five or six of these videos every week for you guys and cover what's current and cover what's topical and uncover what's mysterious. Anyways, (laughs) uh, continue to support quality independent content and as always, keep being awesome because that's how God made you.